It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Kenya McCann. My name is Ahmed Yasser. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four. I wanted to thank every single one of you guys who have been giving me good commentary and feedback and just criticism about my podcast so far. I started this about a month ago with the intention of just telling you guys stories and, you know, just, you know, just like just really telling stories about my life and just, uh, you know, just getting reactions. Like some stories some people have known about, some of them people have not known about. And so far, I've just gotten some really good feedback. So for those of you guys who are listening, who have lost, listened to every episode so far, you are a real one. I love you. And I thank you. And this episode, I'm going to do it just a little bit differently. I usually have a movie recommendation and dedication to the episode, like in the beginning, but I'm going to keep that all at the end. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm just going to get a little personal with this episode because it is Wednesday, thanks, um, November 27th, and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And I have a couple stories I want to share about with my uncle Asmat, my uncle Sam. We call him Uncle Sam, but in Arabic, it's uh, a Muslim. And with that said, here's a couple stories I want to share about him that uh, just stick with me, that I just think are hilarious. And I think you guys will enjoy it. So my uncle Asmat, my dad's brother, he is the greatest chef me and this family, like this family and I have ever seen. The guy makes magic. Every Sunday, we were at his place. He would be cooking us fish or falafel or steak or barbecue lobster crab like you think of it you name it like he cooked it and the guy was fantastic at it so thanksgiving is his super bowl is his world cup it's his his wimbledon australian open whatever you want to call it like like thanksgiving was magic and we would be at his place and he would just make the most kick-ass dinner every single year so for my uncle it was like crazy because he was the funniest he's the funniest guy you'll ever meet he has a hearty laugh, and I have a couple of stories that I think about a lot whenever I think about him. And here are those two stories. Really quickly, before I go on, I just want you guys to know, I hate falafel. I hate falafel. This is important to know, because like I, falafel, falafel, whatever, I just, I just hate it. I never liked it, and it's so hard for me to try or eat any of it that is good. It's extremely hard. If you make it and I'm at your house, I'll eat it to be nice. But I won't like it. I just want you to know that, like right now. When I was a kid, um, my family, <laughs> my family is really big on fishing. We love to fish. Every weekend, we would go fishing at the lake, 
And when I was a kid, every Saturday, we would go fishing out in the ocean. We live in California, and we would go off to the Pacific Ocean and my uncle's boat. Me, my two uncles, my grandpa, my dad, and my cousin, Brahim. And we would go every Saturday, and we'd go out fishing. So the lineup was the uh, Magical Six. It was me, Brahim, my dad, my grandpa, my uncle, Zach, and my uncle, Sam. And Uncle Sam always initiated it because he loved fishing, and he loves deep-sea fishing. And every time we went out, we would just catch fish left and right until, like, the morning. So we went out. This was, one of, this was like, my second or third time going out. The first time, we were we did okay. We got, like, three or four fish each. But this time, we went out, and we're in the middle of the ocean, rocking back and forth. I got a little bit seasick. We kicked ass. We were catching fish left and right, left and right. And my Uncle Sam was giving me shit the entire time. Because I'm on the boat. I'm rocking back and forth. I'm going a little dizzy. And he goes, ah, Mr. Ahmed, you're getting a little dizzy. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a little dizzy because the boat's rocking for- back and forth like it's a fucking roller coaster. And he goes, do you need the medicine? I'm like, I, I, I really need the medicine. He goes, no, you don't need the medicine. I'm like, then why are you offering? Why would you offer me medicine to cure my seasickness and then just not give it to me? He goes, because I'm teaching you how to be a man. I'm like, my dad's right here. You don't need to teach me anything. And my dad's like, no, listen to your uncle. And I'm like, you're gonna, I'm like, you're gonna t- let your your brother talk to me like that? My dad's like, um, yeah, I am. And he did. And I rocked back and forth until my mind just could not anymore. And I napped literally for an hour and a half. Like I'm in the boat, rocking back and forth, like sleeping while everyone is fishing, and my uncle is just laughing at me. And I'm trying to sleep, you know, I'm trying to like really like get a nap in. And he's just calling out, Ahmad, wake up. Pick up your rod and start fishing. Don't be a bitch. And I'm not even exaggerating. He did call me a bitch. He did call me a bitch. And, <laughs> and I would just tell him, like, uncle, let me sleep. He's like, no, get your rod right now. And I'm like, you know, maybe you should just let me sleep. And then he called me a bitch again. And then at the end, once we caught all the fish, we parked the boat out of the, you know, out of the car, out of the uh, ramp. We brought the trailer for the boat into the ramp. We got the boat out and we had to split into teams. Someone had to go with my uncle Asmat to the fish cleaning tables and clean the fish. And for those of you who don't know, cleaning the fish means like cutting off like the excess fins, scraping off the scales, cutting open the fish and taking out all the guts. I know that sounds disgusting, but this is... We're humans. We've been doing this for years and years and years and years, thousands, millions of years, however you want to call it, whatever. We've been doing this for a while. And I have never done this before until like my first time, like the week before. So this is like my second time doing it. My cousin Brahim hates cleaning the fish. He thinks it smells disgusting and he just cannot deal with the smell. I can't clean the boat because there's two teams. One that cleans the fish, one that cleans the boat. I can't clean the boat because the boat is disgusting. The boat is clean, but like when you get to the boat, it's just blood and fish and it smells like ass and piss and fish. Like we're in the middle of the ocean, that's all it smells like. We're there for like five hours at a time on the boat. So Brahim goes to clean the boat and I go to clean the fish. And I'm cleaning the fish and I can handle the rotten fish smell. Like I can handle it. But this time, because I didn't eat lunch because they had falafel sandwiches on the boat, I did not eat. And I was so hungry. And I was just like here smelling this rotten smell and I'm getting sick to my stomach and I'm cleaning and I'm at a slow pace. And my uncle smells like, come on, faster, faster, faster. I'm like, uncle, you gotta like, give me easy. And like, he's like, no, you gotta go faster. Come on. And he's treating this like the military. 
You got to mind this. I'm 12 years old. I am literally 12 years old. I am in fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever. And I did not need this. And he's like, no, you have to come on. And I'm like, yo, uncle, I'm about to throw up right now. He's like, no, you're not about to. And I literally throw up on the ground in front of like six to seven random fishermen and my uncle in the middle of the day in Santa Cruz, California. And everyone's just like staring at me. And they're like, oh, wow, man, wow, you okay, buddy? And my uncle Sam is fucking laughing. He's just laughing. He's like, ah, I knew this was going to happen. Wallah, I knew. Wallah, I swear to God, I knew this was going to happen. And I'm like, I'm not. And I, I throw up again. And he's laughing even harder. And I'm like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's just laughing his ass off. So I'm like walking around trying to get some, you know, fresh air, getting like that sea salt air in my face. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. Everything's going to be fine. So I go back to the fish cleaning tables and I'm cleaning the fish again with him. And he's just laughing and looking at me and smiling. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like gagging while I'm like cleaning these fish. And what seemed like three and a half to four hours, we finally cleaned up all the fish. We cleaned it in like an hour or an hour and a half, but like it, it felt like forever. And then finally my uncle pats me on the back and he's like, this is all your fault. Like, this is all my fault. He's like, I told you to take the medicine. And I was like, ah, you told me to what now? He's like, I told you to take the medicine. And my dad just starts laughing his ass off because he knows my uncle's full of shit. And he's just laughing. And my dad's like, okay, let's go home. So we go home and I'm watching college football with my cousin. And that night we cook the fish and we're eating. And my cousin, my uncle comes up, my uncle Sam comes right next to me, pats me on the back and he goes, you did a great job today. Well, he's like, you caught the biggest fish today. And, you know, I'm really proud of you. You did a really good job today. And he was telling the whole family, you know, this guy, he didn't even take the medicine. He did a really good job and he didn't even take the medicine. And apparently that's a big deal because my family like, whoa, you didn't take the medicine? You didn't take the seasickness medicine? And so my uncle's like, I, I cannot do that. Well, I cannot believe you did that. And I was like, well, I'm, I, I mean, I guess I did. And it was cool because I was like, it was like one of the first times that family was like proud of me for, you know, doing something that I guess was not that big of a deal to me, but to them, they thought it was a big deal. And it was cool because like we all went out to the middle of the ocean. We caught a shit ton of fish and we fed the family. And that was a beautiful moment. And, you know, like that was like the best fish we've had that night. And I don't know, that was like one of the, that was like, that was like one of the coolest things I've had with my uncle because he would always bring the camera. And if you guys know me, I love to videotape a lot of shit. And he would, he was literally just filming us fishing the whole time. And we're watching it all as a family. We're clapping every time someone caught something. Like, him caught, you know, a big fish. We start clapping. My dad, me, caught a big fish. Everyone starts clapping. And I don't know, the way he did that, it was just, like, one of the most beautiful things that, you know, I've seen and I can remember, you know, as a kid with my family. And, yeah. My uncle, Esmat, uh, my uncle Sam, he passed away seven years ago on Thanksgiving. Uh, I came back from college my first weekend after being away for about three months. And they told me, yeah, he's not feeling well. He, he, they, they found a tumor in his head and it's brain cancer. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, and so they're going to treat it. We're going to fight it. We're going to battle it. I see him the first day I come back from Thanksgiving break and I hug him. I'm ch chilling with him. I'm laughing with him. And he's tired. He's just exhausted because you now he, he, you know, they just opened up his head to like look for a brain tumor. And the next day, 
my mom, I, I was out with my friends or something. And my mom called me and she said, your uncle Sam's in the hospital. They're putting him on life support. The stitches that they stitched up his head, um, got infected and it spread out through the whole body and he became paralyzed. And he was on life support for about three to four days. And we pulled the plug and he was pronounced dead on Thanksgiving morning. I know that was a little, little turn of events. I know that was like a little, you know, deep and detailed, but, um, I only mentioned that detail because, you know, he was fine the first day I saw him. No, he was perfectly fine. He was just there. We were laughing and joking and talking, asking me, how's college? How's everything? And the next day, he's on life support. Like, with a, like a snap of a finger, flip of a switch, he was there. And I just lost my other uncle, both of them, my dad's brothers. I lost my other uncle, like, my best friend, my uncle Nesha, my uncle Frank, back in April, six months before this. And it was a very emotional day for all my family because we never experienced a death in the family like that. And everybody in the family was at the hospital that morning and I wasn't there. I was playing football with my friends because I just, I did not want to be there. I just lost my uncle back six months ago. And like, I just did not want to be there when they pulled the plug uh, when he was on life support. And I told my parents, I'm like, I, I just can't be there. And they said, you have to do what you got to do. It's okay. But like, just be there during the funeral and the Aza. And I'm like, no, nah, I will. And that was the end of my Thanksgiving break, was just going to my uncle's funeral and just seeing, you know, saying goodbye to him at like the blink of an eye. And I only mention this because, you know, like I said, it was like, it was too fast. It was too sunny. You never know what's going to happen. And you got to cherish, you know, those moments you have with your family and your friends. But I'm not going to end on that, though. My favorite story with my Uncle Sam was... The year after all that fishing, I came to my grandpa's house with my cousin. It was Thanksgiving. It was his day. I come to his house and my grandpa and my, my two uncle, my grandpa, there's three houses. The house in the middle is my grandpa's house. The house to the left is my uncle Sam and the house to my right, the house to the right is my uncle Hamoud and my uncle Mike. So three houses back to back to back, they live next to each other. Me and my cousin Brahim, we went to my uncle Esmat's house, my uncle Sam's house, because that was the only house that had cable at the time. And we needed to watch some football. You know, back in the day, me and Brahim, like our f- football was like our religion. American football was literally our passion in our life. And, you know, even on Thanksgiving mornings, we still play football. And, you know, Brahim went on to play high school football for three years. And the guy was an absolute stud, way better football player than I've ever been. And uh, I've only played only one year of high school football. And then after that, I just, I just could not continue just because, like, you know, I wasn't good enough or whatever excuse I gave myself at the time. So we get to my Uncle Sam's house, and he's smiling, and he's excited as can be because it's his favorite day of the year. It's literally his favorite day of the year. He's, like, high-fiving us. We're playing chess, and he's cooking, and he's teaching us, you know, like, all, like, different, like, you know, recipes. And me and Brahim, we have the football. We're kind of tossing the ball around with each other. And my Uncle Sam goes, let's go play football. He goes, let's go throw the football around. I'm like, Okay. So we go to the middle school right behind the house and he's throwing the football to us. And he's never thrown the football before in his life. So he just started learning to throw how to play the, you know, throw the football. And if you've never seen an American football before, it just looks like an egg and has laces. So he's throwing the football around to me, Ibrahim, and three kids, one girl, two guys, they come up to us around me and Ibrahim's age, maybe a year older. And they said, we'll play you. We're like, what? Like, we want to play you football three on three. First one to five touchdowns. 
And I'm looking at my cousin and my uncle. And my uncle's like, yeah, okay, let's play. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, let's play. I'm like, how are you going to cover a kid? You know, you're like 47 years old. How are you going to cover a kid? He's like, no, we'll play. It's okay. It's okay. Just teach me the rules. I'm like, okay. So we basically told him how it works and all that. And he was like, all right. So we're playing the game. And, you know, they score a touchdown. We score a touchdown. My uncle throws it to Brahim. Brahim catches the touchdown. And he throws me a ball. And I drop an easy pass. And this has never happened to me before. Like, I drop an easy, easy, easy pass. Actually, I lied. It's happened to me before a lot, even at this age, at the age of 25. It's happened to me. I dropped the pass, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, dude. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. No, I got the next one. My Uncle Sam throws me the next ball in the middle of the game, and I drop another easy pass. And he's like, Ahmed, bro, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, I don't know. And I look at my Uncle Sam, and he looks upset. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's wrong with me. I never dropped those. And he goes, it's because you don't eat falafel. I was like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? What the hell does falafel have, have anything to do with me catching a football? He's like, because you do not eat falafel, you do not have the strength to catch a football. I was like, that is the biggest load of dumbassery I have ever heard in my entire life. And he's like, you have to eat falafel. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like uncle, just, like, let's just play the game, okay? He sold me the football, and like, I dropped three or four, like, or four more passes. Just because like, you know, they're just like, he's still learning how to throw the football. But he's blaming me. You know, he's not saying, it's okay, it's okay. Every time I drop the ball, all he says is, you have to eat more falafel. I'm like, I don't want falafel. I don't even want shawarma. I don't even want kanafe. I don't want any sort of food right now. I just want to learn how to catch the fucking ball. And then later on in the game, we're score- you know, we're playing. It's The game's tied. And my uncle throws me the ball high over my head. And I jump and I reach up as high as I can. And at the time, I'm- I made like the greatest catch I have ever made in my life. I like just barely with two hands, fingertips, I just brought it down to my chest and I fall down on my back and I catch it for the touchdown. And and like everybody was like, whoa, my God, whoa, that's crazy. Like even like that's the first time another team acknowledged me for catching a touchdown pass. Just because I've always played with my friends my whole life. And like that was the first time I ever had another team like be wowed because of like a catch that I made on the other team. So, like, my Uncle Sam, he was just laughing and smiling because he knew, like, no, that was a good catch. He's like, wow, that was a good catch. I was like, thank you. Next play, he throws the ball to Brahim. Brahim scores the, t- the game-winning touchdown, and we win the game. And it was crazy because we started high-fiving each other. They said, good game. We said, good game. And we went back to the house, and he was telling everybody about our football game. And the guy never talked about football. He wasn't really that big of a football guy. And he was just saying, oh, man, but he made this catch. And I bet, oh, my God, he made this catch. And, you know, we played these kids and we won. I'm so proud of them. And, again, the whole family was proud of us. And they were smiling, giving us high fives. And me and Brahim felt good about ourselves. We're like, wow, that, that was awesome. Like, it was, that was, like, a really fun day. It was, like, the best day ever. And then it comes dinner time. And I'm in line. And I'm getting my plate. And I get my plate. And I'm just, like, I'm, the, I'm just, like, the happiest kid because this food was fantastic. It was turkey, prime rib mashed potatoes, corn, you know, stuffing, breaded stuffing, a little bit of cranberry. And right next to the cranberry, he put falafel on my plate. And I look around, nobody else had falafel on their plate but me. And I just kind of looked at him like, my bro, are you serious? And then he notices me looking at him and he looks at me and he just starts laughing and smiling. And he just starts shaking his head. And I just smile, and I took a bite of that falafel, and I finished it right in front of them. 
And then he gave me a thumbs up and a wink and a smile. As you can probably tell, this episode is dedicated to my Uncle Sam. And my movie recommendation is The Mask. Because that was his favorite movie. And he kind of like, you know, he's he's bald and he has like a very round face. And he kind of looks like The Mask with Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. You know, when Jim Carrey puts the mask on, he looks like the mask with, you know, the green mask. If you haven't seen it, he looks like him. And that's his favorite movie. And every time I watch that movie, I think of him. And my Thanksgiving tradition, as always, in the morning, I'm playing football with the best group of friends any guy could ask for. And I'm watching The Mask tomorrow night. So you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I hope every single one of you guys have a fantastic week. Spend a good a lot of time with your family members and cherish every moment. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love every single one of you guys. Oh, and also, if anything goes wrong in your life and you have no idea what to do or what to think, in the words of my Uncle Sam, just eat more falafel. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.